Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Never letting us down is Pat O'Toole from the Irish Farmers Journal. Good, proud Wexford man himself. Good morning to you, Pat. How are you? Uh, good, Alan. Um, looking the showers like everyone else. <laughs> exactly. Pat, look, this is very serious. Yesterday we did hear from the uh, Climate Change Advisory Council. We heard from their chair. But now, of course, uh, it was subject to, to a primetime documentary last night, our primetime discussion on television. Uh, the farming community is very concerned about this ongoing battle with uh, climate change. And looking at some of the information I have here to hand, the average dairy farm could see their profit falling by €17,500 an hour average beef farms, the average beef farm would see the profit falling by €2,800 on average. It's in detail in this week's Farmer's Journal. What have you come up with, Pat? Yeah, so what we've come up with, I suppose, is to put um, objective um, analysis of the potential effects of what we know to be the climate targets for the uh, agricultural sector. We commissioned KPMG to do an independent analysis. Uh, so these are their figures, which we are reporting. And basically, um, we know that, and we reported 10 days ago, as did the Sunday Business Post, that agriculture will be asked to reduce its CO2 emissions uh, on 2018 levels by uh, 21 to 30% by 2030. And um, the government has now published uh, the roadmap, but they haven't published the sectoral targets. But that will happen in the next 10 days, and we're very confident that those figures are accurate. Um, agriculture has the capacity to, through adaptation and through adoption of best practice, um, to achieve cuts in our emissions of about 13 to 18 percent uh, without any cuts to the national herd or cuts to day to day farming business. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there, there isn't any currently available technology our analysis has uh, shown, um, or KPMG's analysis has shown, there's nothing there that can achieve deeper cuts than 18%. And when you go past that, you start to uh, lead to cuts in income, cuts in output, cuts in uh, in jobs, uh, both in farming and outside of farming, and cuts in the national herd. So if we have to reach to the 30% higher level, 56,000 jobs, 3.8 billion loss to the rural economy, hmm. um, about 15,000 of those jobs directly in farming, the rest in in, in the services that, that um, supply to farmers and, and uh, process uh, farm output. Um, profit on farms, down 25% on dairy farms, 31% on beef farms, and a cut to the national herd of over 20%, 22% of that the beef herd, 18% the dairy herd. So right. very stark figures indeed, and like if that has to happen, that's going to have to happen over the next few years. Right, so the 18% is what you say you could, you could comfortably cope with, but the 30% is where you'll see all these dramatic changes? Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, can get to, it can get to between 13 and 18%. So we can stretch um, uh, quite well, and like... The hope has to be that we can come up with more uh, transformative technologies. Um, the world is starting to turn its attention to uh, adapting uh, to climate change. If we could put the same uh, willpower and resource uh, into finding solutions that we have into tackling COVID, hopefully over the next few years, yeah. we can improve that 18% that that figure can rise. But having said that, this is a snapshot of where we are now and of how farming could cope with the ask that is going to be asked of it in the next few weeks. 
And how, how um, wide of the mark is that 18% from what you've been asked to do then? So what are you, you say 13 so to 18%? The minimum will be 21%. And right. they, so it's a band of between 21 and 30%. And uh, if we go to the minimum 21%, that would require a cut between 5 and 6% in the national herd. Profits would fall by between 7 and 13%. Uh, we'd lose about 1.1 billion uh, from agricultural output and a loss of about 10,000 jobs. So there would be implications um, even at the lower end of the range at the 21%, but as you go up uh, through the range towards 30%, those implications become much deeper and much more profound. And how how confident are you of getting within the bands that would protect the jobs, protect uh, the incomes, etc.? How, how confident are you that you, that can be got across the line for farmers? Well, we're, um, we're, we know that the government is going to impose uh, 21 to 30 percent. Right. And that is still a win for farming relative to other sectors. Like as the business post have revealed and as we have revealed, uh, transport will be asked to cut its emissions by 50 percent. The energy sector will be asked to reduce its emissions by 80 percent. And ironically, or um, uh, hopefully it, it can all dovetail, uh, farming can play a big role in that because uh, whether it's solar energy or wind energy, uh, bioenergy, uh, renewable crops, forestry, farming can solve some of the problems that the transport and energy sectors are facing in terms of reducing their emissions through renewables. So there, there will be some synergy there. Having said that, the time scale is very tight. And the other thing is be- because of the fact that dairy expansion, especially in a county like Wexford, has been a significant factor in the last seven years. Um, we're going in the wrong direction. Uh, our, our dairy herd was capped for 30 years by quotas imposed by Brussels at a time when we had we weren't long in the EU and we had we were only starting to harness the potential of Ireland to produce uh, milk from grass. Um, and when that was that, that that artificial barrier was removed in 2014, it unleashed. Uh, government-backed and go- uh, uh, level of expansion, which has seen dairy cow numbers increase uh, by half a million, and uh, the, yeah. there are implications for that from the economy. And I mean, even last week we saw the figures coming from the EPA, which is based down uh, beside the Chagas Research Centre in Johnstown, ironically. And the EPA are saying that agriculture's carbon footprint increased in 2020 by 1.4%. So unfortunately, we're going in the wrong direction at the moment. You have all the information in this week's Farmer's Journal, and you mentioned the various percentages there from the 18% right up to a 50% reduction. So if people want to find out more about this, all the information is in in this week's issue of the paper? Yes, absolutely. Uh, So, and and we're putting the full report up online this afternoon. Like, the, the aim of uh, commissioning this report was to inform the debate with some real figures as to the implications of the journey that uh, Irish farming is about to embark on to play its part in tackling climate change. And uh, the battle will rage between the politicians about what's fair and what's right, and the farm organisations will have their say. Our role is to inform the debate with facts and figures, and I think we've done that very effectively this week. Yeah, you also uh, list in detail what you are prepared to actively engage with things like prevention of soil degradation, protection or improvement of water quality, uh, actions to enhance animal welfare. There's a list of maybe nine items there that you are actively engaging in. Absolutely, and uh, Chagas set out a roadmap called the MAC Curve, and um, uh, they will 
um, the implementation of that. There's an awful lot going on at the moment. You've got uh, the Signpost program, which Chagas Crew are both our research and our advisory and education agency. They they combine both roles. So they do the research, they find the best solutions, uh, the best practice on farm, and then they roll that out on farm. And we have some signpost farms around the country, about 100, which are, I suppose, uh, being hothoused with very intensive advice to look at uh, how best to reduce the carbon footprint of our farming. And uh, there's a number of those in Wexford um, and uh, they can be models for every farm going forward. And I think that, uh, you know, the role of science uh, to solve the problems at ground level is significant. The other thing, of course, is there's going to have to be massive investment. None of this comes cheap. Um, and uh, farming will be looking for support to help us on this journey. Thank you, Pat. Pat O'Toole there from the Irish Farmers Journal. Full details in this week's edition of the Irish Farmers Journal. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.